Hi friends, you're listening to Created Podcast, and we're your hosts, Amanda, Taffy, and Emily. Every week, we will take a deep dive into the topic of worth and identity, and how by discovering more of who God is, we can discover more of who we are created to be. No matter if you're a lifelong Christ follower, new to the faith, exploring, or skeptical, our hope as we tackle discussions around this topic is that you will find we are all not too different in our struggles. We believe there is hope, clarity, and confidence in understanding our worth and identity. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Created. We are so grateful to have you guys listening with us today. We have a really special episode we are very excited about. Our husbands have joined us again for another episode. If you were around last season, you heard them on our dating episode part one and two and we thought it would be fun to have them on again just to finish the story we had talked about last season leading up to dating the intentionality that we had in that and then the um, experiences that we had from the point of starting to date to the point of getting engaged so this episode we wanted to kind of go from there talk about what Um, engagement looked like for each of us and talk about just our intentions during that time and kind of wrap up the dating story. So we are going to start by telling our engagement story. So Dal, why don't you give everybody a little snapshot into what you planned for me? Yeah, of course. So the summer before I transferred to a college in California, I went to my mom one day and I was like, I think I'm ready to get engaged. And so uh, I, I didn't have any idea on rings. Um, so we actually went on Emily's Pinterest and we stole ideas of things she had pinned. And so my mom and I went ring shopping one day and we spent um, a few hours doing it and came home with the ring. Then the next step was to talk to Emily's dad. So I asked him for breakfast in the morning, check two, um, I got the yes. And then I actually didn't propose for another six months because I went to California for school. And Em came out for a trip uh, at the end of my semester. And then we drove back home uh, to Arizona together. And we ended up going to San Francisco. And I had a whole day planned. And so backtracking, the way that I was going to propose is I ended up keeping every single letter that Emily had ever written me in a box. And so I decided to turn it into a scrapbook. And so I spent the next four months in living with my grandparents, sitting on their living room floor, uh, scrapbooking. And so that was a first for me because I'm not artistic at all. So it was a bit of a process. But I had a friend that lived in the Bay. And so we went out with my grandparents and him and we scouted out the area on how we're going to do the proposal. And so the day Emily flew into Fresno, we drove up to San Francisco and then we spent the day going to different spots. And so throughout the day, I I gave her the book. And so we would read through three or four of the notes and we'd reminisce and we'd have a good time. And that all led up to the final proposal. And so my friend actually followed us around the whole day documenting uh, each spot and each uh, different clip. And so at one point in time, he even came up to us and was like, hey, I'm a local photographer. Like, I need like a cute couple for my blog. And so he went and took pictures of us like midway through the day. And then 
at the very end of the day, we were overlooking the Golden Gate Bridge in the entire city. And then Emily finished like the last couple of letters. And then the last one was a giant picture that she had actually drawn me of a ring. And so, boom, big picture of the ring. And Emily looks at me and goes, oh, a picture of a ring. Cool. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to have to do this. And so I, so, I, so I stand her up and we go walk over to get a good picture. And then I get down and I propose and it's overlooking the, the city and the Golden Gate Bridge. And she said, yes. Yeah, just like that. And then it was over. No, it just kidding. Yeah, just like that. <laughs> no, I think you definitely underplayed your planning because you did such a good job, like spending months and months. Dallas is, when he says he's not artistic, that is not one of his gifts. So for him to do this for me meant so much because I knew that it was a lot of work for him. And we had spent so long just writing letters back and forth. And that was something that was really special to us, especially in our distance. We were, we still kept up like mailing each other letters just for the fun of it. And so, yeah, it was a really special day. And I had always told him like, you have to have it videoed. You have to have it videoed. Cause I wanted to remember just like every little moment. And he doesn't want me to say this, but it is up there, so we will post the video for everybody. As kids say nowadays, I think it's a little bit cringe, but... But we're posting it anyways. So, yeah, it was very sweet. He did a really good job, and I felt very special and loved, and I was overjoyed to finally be his fiance after four and a bit years of dating. So, yeah, what about you guys? You Why don't you tell us your story? So to start, funny connection between my, our story and what Dallas just shared. Um, I am artistic. Dallas has said he's not. I actually am. And so without knowing it, I did start a scrapbook that was nice. I mean, it was coming together beautifully. And then I found out Dallas did it. And I'm like, well, scrap the scrapbook. We're not doing this anymore. And so that's not part of the proposal story. What is the proposal story is, if you know me, I'm not... I'm wired in a way that has, um, for whatever reason, I don't reminisce a bunch. I don't tell a bunch of stories about me. I'm always either very in the moment or planning for what's next. And so because of that, through our dating life, I didn't share a ton of like childhood stories or things I used to do or anything like that. And so that was a frequent comment that Amanda would have, like, why don't you just tell me some stories sometime? And so, given the opportunity through a birthday gift that Amanda gave me, which was a little you know jar of index cards that were like little tickets to cash in, one of them was, we get to spend a day doing whatever you want, whatever I want. And so, I cashed that card in to take Amanda around a bunch of my childhood memories in Arizona. And so, that included like my high school baseball field and the boys and girls club that I went to when I was super little and then became a staff member at. And it eventually landed at my parents' house to tie in the story of our annual Easter egg hunt. And so outside of my parents' house in Arizona, we jumped down a wall and we're in the middle of a desert. My mom is a legend for the way she hid eggs in that desert, Easter eggs. And we'd hunt through them and stuff. And so I was showing Amanda that trail and um, showing her a video of me bragging how I beat my brother that year and just sharing that memory. And then we got out to kind of a, a 
a pretty park area and um, Amanda didn't realize it, but I had prepared this area and even like put stones and rocks in a circle and we landed in said circle. Amanda wanted to just go straight through it, just totally miss the queue, similar to her sister in this sense. But um, that's where we ended up. And at that scene were a bunch of staged cameras and uh, Emily was there hiding and we had flown in a couple of Amanda's friends and obviously filmed photographs, um, but the punchline, I'll call it, was that we've spent the day going through a bunch of my childhood memories, but the bottom line is I don't want any more memories without you. And I said that when I was on a knee with the ring, and she said yes. I was in shock. You're also being so kind because I feel like you totally have left out. I almost like ruined his whole day because I just had not gotten covered. I was serving at church and I was asked to get it covered. So I wasn't serving, but I didn't. And then we ended up being there for hours and hours, like packing up church (laughs) and like missing, like probably a third of the things that were on this list. And Eric's just there stacking chairs, just getting a little more frustrated (laughs) with every chair that he's like having to stack to be like, okay, my day is kind of like going out the window, but he was so sweet and we finished like a large majority and I was so shocked and I didn't know at all. And then out of the bushes come my sister, my two really dearest friends I he had flown in and it was just a, the best day and super surprised and our sweet photographer friend. It was all just so, so, so special to me. So yeah, couldn't have been a better day, babe, so... I almost ruined it, but it's okay. We got there in the end. Oh my goodness. It is so sweet to hear people's engagement stories because there's always a story even more than the story. You know, there's always a backstory to all of them. So it's so sweet. Thank you guys. I, um, we had kind of, as we were structuring this episode, talked about just things that we did intentionally. And Amanda and Eric, you guys talked a lot last time about your buckets. And so... Would you guys share a little bit about what does the engagement bucket look like? Um, and how did you guys kind of work through that bucket? Yeah, so this is post preparing for engagement bucket, right? This is we have decided that we are getting married. And so now it's about how do we prepare for that? What's in the season of engagement? And so the way we defined this bucket was a public declaration of our desire to become one before God and build a home that fears the Lord together. This is when we took on pre-marriage counseling um, and intentionally pursued um, wise people in our lives to speak into that and how could we prepare for it. Um, We were praying intentionally about the wedding planning process, Um, you know, going into it, you hear how stressful that season can be, and we were very intentional that it, that's not how it was going to be for us. And so we were praying into that and seeing how do we give glory to God and something as simple as planning a wedding, right? And so that's really what captures it. Um, you know, we were praying for oneness and um, just excited to become one, but it was really about that public declaration of a decision that we had already made. 
Yeah, and I don't mean to be cheesy, but I think so many, this is kind of, I guess, like a saying within the Christian realm. Um, But that engagement season, obviously, I feel like so many people focus on planning the wedding and not actually preparing for marriage. And so it is that season that you're moving outside of dating where you do cover and talk about a lot of things. But engagement is kind of when you really deep dive into the nitty gritty stuff and whether that's deeper conversations that you need to have about your past or uh, more vulnerable conversations about expectations for the future, things like that. Um, Really, it's that time to kind of hash out all that type of stuff. So it's really, instead of just planning and preparing for a day, it's preparing for a lifetime. So that's really kind of the approach that holistically we had around um, approaching the engagement bucket that we have yeah I think that that leads into really well kind of like one of the points that we talked about a lot is preparing for marriage and I think you guys have done this really well in your entire relationship you've really focused on being intentional and you like wrote things down and we talked about in our last episode how that is very not how Dal and I did it but also, we were intentional in different ways. It just didn't look like a list of things that we wanted to do, but it was very similar things that we had done. And just talking about how those intentional things and intentional conversations really set us up well for marriage. And so I think with our like intentionality in this engagement period, we had, for Dal and I, we dated already for years since we were 17 at this point we were 20 and so we had definitely experienced a lot of life together we knew a lot of the little things about each other that made us annoyed or just different quirky things that we each did which was really helpful going into marriage but we were also like we love to talk about like what does our future look like what What do we want our home to be? Where are we going to send our kids to school? How many kids do we want? Like all of these questions that oftentimes kind of aren't thought about or we don't talk about them until we're actually married. These kind of questions were super helpful to set us up for no misconceptions or unmet expectations of, I thought, you know, we were doing this. So, um I'd say like for us, one of the main things, and I know for you guys share this too, is just like asking all the questions and having all the conversations that are needed to be had um, before entering into marriage and just working those things out together um, before, before you start a life together, really. Yeah. And I think some of those practical things, I guess, just to kind of dive in a little bit to that is, I mean, expectations of roles, expectations of like, I mean, we have a very traditional view and I would also say maybe biblical view of our understanding of we are equal in God's eyes, but we have different roles within the house. But then outside of that, there's things like that maybe aren't so applicable, like are we going to do the dishes together or who's going to do the laundry or like, how are we going to share the responsibilities of the household? And those type of things, although may seem silly are often what cause those small bickers. Maybe when you first come together, when you're married or you don't know somebody's quirks or they like things a particular way. So talking about 
all of those things, I think we were very clear on even the roles we were going to play with even how our household was going to run. And I think that first people, um, I feel like maybe unlike Emily and Dal who dated for so long, where Eric and I only dated for nine months before um, getting to that engagement season, those things, although I feel like we did somewhat know about each other, we still had to really have conversations about because we just hadn't had the longevity of when you do know somebody, those that familiarity with that person. So I think those types of conversations were very helpful. Even when it came down to the little things, we knew what we were getting into when we got married because we had those conversations and engagement. So <laughs> I will also jump into um, knowing that we had previously kind of talked about in taking a little bit of the conversation again off the conversation from last episode of how your mindset kind of shifts in engagement when it comes to purity. Um, so Emmett and Dal, do you want to maybe talk about the battlefield of the mind? Totally going to take that Joyce Meyer title of a book um, when it comes to like dating, I mean, engagement and how that does shift when it comes to that. Yeah. So Emily and I, we did our entire engagement separate. So long distance. And so that allowed us to have a little bit longer of a, of an engagement because I was, and Emily, we were both finishing up school. And so logistically it didn't make sense to do it any um, quicker than nine months. But for us, that light, that nine months was a long time. And we definitely felt nine months engagement. It was a year. <laughs> Just by the way, <laughs> ah, time flies when you're having fun, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, well, yeah. So, okay. So a full year. Yeah, you're right. It was yeah. a full year. Um, at least I remembered when we got married. This is marriage people. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. So one year engagement. It was a long time. And I think the the challenge that we faced is we would go four months, three or four months without seeing each other. And so when we would see each other, there'd be a lot of uh, pent up excitement for just seeing each other and being excited. And so obviously that then in the context of we are engaged, we are like going towards the finish line, but the finish line is still a long ways away, can lead to temptations. And I think for M and I, it was really important to keep in um, mind that you know, we are, we are maintaining purity. Like this is a line that we are not crossing. And we would often discuss it because the first thing we want to do when we see each other is like engage, like, like physically, because that was the piece that we were missing. And so to like see each other after that long period of time, our lines had to be very firm. And if our lines weren't firm at that point in the engagement, it becomes exponentially harder because the finish line is right there. And so when we talk about purity in engagement, as opposed to dating, you're almost there. And I think that that's where it can be um, as tricky as possible. But those lines and staying focused on that finish line was very uh, crucial to us maintaining our purity. Yeah. And I think it was a unique situation for us to just like Dal said, it's, we did it as quick as possible. I, it would have been even longer. I ended up graduating early. So for us, a year was literally as fast as we could. And we knew going into it that it was going to be a while, but also it, it was really just God's timing for sure. Um, but I, I think it is to what Dal said, we had to keep each other really accountable and it meant having some awkward conversations at times and, but also being very 
firm in in what we what the boundaries we had previously set in dating. And I think that that's the hard hard thing and what Dal was kind of talking about too is you're so close and I think in your head at least like it's easier to think well we're getting married. And and biblically there is no like until you are married to this person, it is all the same in God's eyes. And just remembering that like to hold this thing that we had already worked so hard to do um, to bring that to completion. And then I will say like for us maintaining that purity in our dating relationship, the Lord has blessed it. And I think we said this in our last episode that we talked about purity and dating, but the blessing that came from truly listening to the word and the what God calls us to do and maintaining that purity really did bless our marriage. And um, so, yeah, we it's important for sure. Yeah. Do you feel like I know that's definitely I'm not sure if we you guys talked about it so greatly. I'm not sure how much we can totally add unless you have additional thoughts to that i he does okay (laughs) i mean it's just an echo of what they shared but it's boundaries are still a thing right there still need to be boundaries and engagement and like every other step we made in our relationship we were very intentional about making a a strategy a plan about how we were going to stay pure in this season because we knew we let me just tell you we did not lack attraction for one another um so yes it got harder in this season but boundaries were important we even have that in our notes that are buckets um so it's fun to go back and read those because they don't apply anymore (laughs) but uh yeah and i will say even there was a um a conversation we did have to have even in engagement uh that caused us to have a step back in our boundaries like almost like not way back but I had shared even certain Dallas had actually said this before we started recording and I love the way that he said it it's like your last lap in a in the race and everything kind of like speeds up and intensifies and you're kind of dealing with a lot right towards the end and everything's very just kind of quick moving so with that um also too it's for us there was just um I was processing a few things of insecurity maybe moving into marriage regarding the physical aspect and so when that came to even then physical things in our engagement I had to be really honest about like oh hey actually can we talk about this and maybe move something a boundary backwards because I'm needing to walk through this right now before we walk into marriage. So I think it's just really important to be aware. <laughs> like everybody said, it's it's just so much easier to be like, yeah, we're almost there. So it doesn't really matter. But dealing with these things before you get married really, really do matter. And they make a difference. And I think that's where the blessing of the Lord comes from. When you choose to actually face something and talk about it instead of just deciding, oh, we can deal with that later. <laughs> because later will happen and normally not in the best way. So Yeah, and yeah. I love that you touched on that, man, because that was one of our final points is just how marriage exposes our flesh and the more we can work through of the stuff that's going on in our own hearts, bringing into marriage will make marriage better. And just, I think 
when our relationships with the Lord are whole going into marriage, when you are becoming one, you, it is just, it sets you up a lot better and it makes things, brings about less challenges, I would say, for those specific things. And I love that Mand was honest and shared, like she has had to deal with a few things even between them and their relationship before she was able to kind of move forward. And I know that these are the conversations and the things that it's always just good to take a reflection of ourselves in marriage and in dating. Like, is there areas of my life that I need to work on or areas of my life that um, I can be better? And I think just having that time of reflection before you get married of, are there things in me that I can make better and I can refine and that the Lord can work in me so that I can be a better wife or a better husband going into marriage? Um, and I think that kind of goes back to talking about everything. One of the first points we made about just talking about everything before you go into marriage um, and being able to be honest with one another really sets sets the stage well. Yeah, and I think um, once you do get married, uh, the Bible talks about just how perfect um, marriage is and how it's designed in um, His image. So when you do get married, there I feel that there's extra um, attacks uh, by the devil on your marriage because he wants that broken. And so in engagement, especially as you lead up to marriage, I think making sure that you are continuing to pursue and strengthen your relationship with the Lord um, separately and together in that season will set you up for the best possible success when you do get married. Because if you go into marriage with both of you guys really struggling and broken, and not that everything has to be perfect going into marriage, but in the pursuit of and sanctification and really working towards and working on your relationship with the Lord, I think is like a critical part that should be a focus during that engagement season. Love it. Were you no, I was just going to say like, so I feel like that kind of leads into kind of our last question. I think we should all answer is how did and how does marriage and dating affect your identity? That is kind of our main topic here and created. We always like to bring it back to our worth and our identity. And marriage is huge when it comes to your identity. Um, so, Mand, will you share with us just kind of what that looks like for you? Yeah, it's a very big question. <laughs> um but it is true your identity does shift and um when you become married because you're becoming one with somebody else and although our identities individually in being a son and being a daughter um of the lord does not change and who we are within that doesn't but now you are one and you are a married <laughs> like family and you also become a family for a woman i also became mrs melbastad i took on his name and there was a shift in becoming who I am now. And I think the most beautiful aspect that the Lord brings within marriage is making us holy and making us look more like him. And so my identity had has and continues to shift to look more like the Lord because of my marriage. And that truly, I believe, is the goal that the Lord has intended for this union. And I I think the beauty is like Eric has helped refine and shape my worldview. He's helped heal areas of my heart that have needed healing. He's helped me 
walk more confidently in my identity as a daughter of the Lord, as a wife, as a woman, as someone who the Lord has called to um, love and encourage others. He is my biggest champion. And I think with that, he has brought out um, the best (laughs) side of me and then helped heal the areas and also challenged the way that I think. And he challenges, uh, uh, you know, maybe some of the ways that I did not approach life maybe with the best or like maybe a critical mindset and helping me walk through those. So my, my identity has shifted for the better and it is becoming more holy because of my marriage. And so I think that's really just kind of the, I guess the picture that I want to paint in this is it shifted in such a beautiful way because of how we are so different and how we refine each other. We truly are iron sharpens iron. And so with that, we become so much stronger together because of that but we are very different and so it's not always easy and refining your uh becoming more holy is not necessarily like the nicest thing when you're sharpening something it's it's not always so pretty but it then result is so beautiful and it can make you so much stronger so that's the beautiful part of it but that's what it's looked like for me I guess I have nothing but good things to say about it um I love marriage, first and foremost. And most of that has to do with how my identity and how I view myself has changed in the season of preparing for marriage and then entering into it. And it it's really what you were talking about, babe, was you have this opportunity and you get a new vehicle to reflect God even deeper and be more like him in life and that's because you are now walking through every single part of life with another person another believer right and so there are no things that you can keep away like in friendship right you may not share a financial struggle in friendship or even in dating but all of those walls are down now and we get to pursue god together um and so I mean, it's certainly a shift in identity, but I look back at it and still what we're walking through now, and it's such a blessing at the same time and something I'm incredibly grateful for. I would say for me, I think too also being so young is also a different, it's given me a different perspective of that. I think I was growing up when Dallas and I were dating. And I don't even think I knew who I was really when we started dating. Um, And so to look at it from that way and just see and how God has refined me and really shown me who I am, even like as a young woman and blessed us with, and I say, I truly mean blessed us with the distance for a while. And I know Dal and I would both say that for our story. God really showed me who I was apart from Dallas, even though we were so young um, when we started dating. And I will say that was definitely foundational for me going into marriage to know who I was. And then I love, I love what you said, man. I think that you just explained it so beautiful, beautifully, Um, just that like, it's a continued, a continuation of us like becoming holy before the Lord. And then when we become one with our husband, it, it's an unexplainable 
thing that God has so clearly made. There's no other explanation for just what happens between a husband and a wife in marriage and the beautiful picture that God has created. And unfortunately, the world has tainted. But when we have our eyes fixed on Christ, I think knowing who I am as a woman, as well as a wife, like, you guys both said like it's just a continuation and a shift more in growth in who I am and knowing more of who I am because I have a husband who sh- helps me and encourages me and pushes me to the Lord. Um, so I'd say, yeah, it shifted it and it it solidified for me who I am in Christ just because of having a relationship centered around Jesus and having a husband who also encourages me to be me and also be the best partner that I can be to him. So, Yeah, and it's like when you get engaged and the seriousness of marriage is coming, I think you become like a team. And I think that having a partner in this life is important. I've seen that in my life and I wouldn't be half the person I am without M. And she, yeah, she pushes me and definitely as during the engagement season and you're planning the wedding and you're starting to set the foundation for your life. I think, um, I can't stress enough, just like the focus on your relationship with the Lord and finding your identity because it can't be the other person's relationship. It can't be, uh, oh, this is what we do together. Like it still is your relationship with Jesus. And I, and during that engagement season and figuring out how we're going to continue to strengthen our relationships with the Lord individually and collectively, I think was a, a great point. And then, yeah, like Em said, the long distance, I had my whole world and my whole set of friends and I like there was no Dallas and Emily to my whole college friends. And it was the same experience for Emily. So I think as we've seen in engagement and even in marriage, Em always pushes me to pursue things that I enjoy and hobbies and, you know, things that are me. And so I think that that's been a big part for both of us. She pursues, she does the podcast. She does, um, she volunteers with a Christian organization, FCA, And like for her to do those things separate from us and then come together collectively, I think has been a great part of our relationship too. And just being supportive of the other person. So in closing, we just, I think the, the biggest thing is we definitely both were intentional in our engagement period. And we hope that this is encouraging to all of you that they're, this is not a how-to or a like, this is how we think you should do it. These are just ways that God taught us through this experience and in ways that he showed us the importance of purity, the importance of talking and communicating, the importance of knowing who you are in Christ before you enter into a relationship. Um, So we really hope that you are encouraged today. Again, thank you, Eric and Dal, for joining us. We love having you guys here. And I know it was so sweet to hear from all of our listeners just how they enjoyed hearing both of your perspectives last time. And I know that encouraged Amanda and I to just like do it again. So we're grateful that you guys joined us. Um, Just as we close, I'm going to point out this is a very very um, common passage in scripture if you've been around church for any amount of time 
But I think for anybody who's kind of first reading or even just a good reminder, Ephesians 5 verses 22 through 33, um, just does a really good job of pointing a basic picture of it's titled wives and husbands in my um, ESV Bible, but just a sweet kind of basic outline. Obviously I do think all of the Bible um, helps us to have a biblical marriage, but um, this is a really sweet passage just to start to start in. So thank you guys for joining us today. Man, do you have any last words before we close? No, I think I am just grateful for being able to not only, I think, have uh, our husbands, but just the sweet relationships that the Lord has blessed us with. I cannot be more grateful for not only our relationship, but I think our friendship with you guys as well, as different as we are. Um, it's also really beautiful to see how the Lord brings family together and just even in our differences we can unify as family and love each other and i i think that's also the beauty like we, we became each of us have created our own family but we have also become a part of a bigger family and so i think that's one of the most beautiful things and i love you guys so i'm um, always so so fun but yeah we just hope that this is encouraging to whatever season you're in if you are desiring marriage, dating, or married. Um, we just hope that some of this can be encouraging um, wherever you're at in your walk. But yeah, we will catch you next week. Thanks so much for joining. Thank you so much for listening to The Created Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe to whatever platform you're listening on. You can find us at created.podcast on Instagram and also on our website, youarecreated.com. Hope you join us next week, but until then, don't forget, you are created.